0: Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen. This episode comes from a month-long workshop series diving deeper into the latter six limbs of Patanjali's eight-limb yogic path. If you missed the previous series covering the first two limbs, yamas and niyamas, you can find those recordings in episodes two, four, six, and eight of season one. So we're going to be Chucking our way through the limbs. So last summer we covered the first two limbs, the yamas and the niyamas, and that starts to get into things you should try to bring into your life, things that you should try to avoid in your life. Um, and now coming into asana, which you guys are very familiar with, those are the poses, pranayama, breath work. And then last week we covered pratyahara, sensory withdrawal. So pratyahara is kind of that turning point of from external starting to come into internal. This week we're gonna be covering dharana, concentration, so now we're like getting really deep into it and then it's kind of just this, the last three limbs kind of blend all together into um, what they call samyama, S-A-M-Y-A-M-A, and it's just that continued path of going inward, inward, inward until we find the very center of ourselves, okay? Um, So I'll go through just a little bit of review of what we talked about last week. So for asana, our asana practice, so you guys are very familiar with poses. And if we were just to do the poses as is, it would just be like exercise. And that's fine, that's how a lot of people enter into yoga, is that uh, they want to get stronger, they want to get taller, or feel taller, more flexible, they want to feel this kind of sense of calm. And um, some people do use yoga completely as a physical practice for exercise. So part of asana is we do the poses so that we can get strong and flexible, but it's for the purposes of seated meditation. Have you ever heard of people going to meditation retreats where for a week long they're not allowed to talk to anybody? You're completely offline. All your cell phones, all your electronics have been hidden away, and you're supposed to sit and meditate for like three hours at a time. Can you imagine sitting still and quiet without anything to help you pass the time if you didn't have a strong enough body, right? Think about when you have to sit in traffic. Man, 20 minutes already feels like my back's starting to hurt and things start to collapse. And so our asana practice is meant to get our bodies in a place where we are strong enough that you can sit in meditation for longer periods of time. Um, It's also meant for being practiced in such a way that you have a firm, stance in your pose, yet relaxed, right? You think about if you were firm the entire time, right? all about strain, there's nowhere to breathe, right? So you want it firm and relaxed. You also want to be calm in mind and open in heart. And just walking in here this morning, and I was thinking about how do I explain this the best, I feel like I need to asana my parenting (laughs) because i need to be firm yet relaxed calm in my mind and open in my heart so there's so many different places that we can even take our asana practice off of the mat here right anytime that you're dealing with other people especially in difficult situations a coworker that's getting under your skin somebody in traffic who's cutting you off firm relaxed calm of mind open in heart so I'm going to read you a definition here that I, I think really helps. All right, so we talk about posture becomes firm and relaxed through control of the natural tendencies of the body and through meditation on the infinite. Right? So through the control of the natural tendencies of the body, so having that natural breath, right, to be able to actually feel all of your body parts when you're in it, that you know where your fingers end, to know where your joints are, whether they're feeling in alignment. Do you feel like everything is where it needs to be, or should be? And then through meditation on the infinite, that's the calm of mind and open of heart, right? So just starting to get into that space where your physical practice isn't just exercise, that there's meaning to it, that you're getting the benefit of the pose, that you're starting to open yourself up to that feeling of calm, regulated breath. That when you're done with your physical practice, it doesn't feel like you were in a hit boot camp, but instead that you feel a sense of release, relief, lightness, that something's been taken off of your shoulders. So that's what we're looking for there. Um, I also like this line, each obstacle we encounter to practice contains within it a similar opportunity to see the world with fresh eyes. This is where the practice gets really interesting for me Um, because I think a lot like everybody else who starts this practice, again, we start from the physical plane, right? I want to be stronger. I want to be more flexible. I want to feel like those people in those yoga magazines. And then the practice starts to do something to you where it starts to become more inward and you connect it with the breath and now it has that meditation feel to it. You come out of Shavasana not feeling like you're destroyed, but instead feeling like, oh, I can step back into the real world and not want to kill somebody, right? (laughs) I don't know, that's my my perspective of it. Whatever it is that you are aiming for when you leave the mat and re-enter the world is what you need out of the practice. So being able to have this practice in a way that it transforms your perspective so that when you leave here, it's not just, I just did some exercise for an hour or hour 15. I can go out there and, and be a better human being to myself, to my family, to my friends, to perfect strangers. So that's pretty cool to me. All right, so this, the fourth limb, our pranayama, our breath control. And I'll write you a passage here for that. So pranayama, like the preceding three limbs of yoga, is in fact a study in subtlety in relationship, non-doing in doing, in action, in action and what we're learning as we bring our attention to our breath is that the difference between intention and control sorry let me read that again what we are learning as we bring our attention to our breath is the difference between intention and control we begin pranayama with a clear intention and then we let go and watch the universe respond as we follow the breath observing our vacillation between control and surrender, we learn to ride the breath, to experience the breath, to follow instead of lead. In our fear, we believe that we must make things happen. In our practice, we learn to let things happen. Do we have a ghost? Somebody just say they didn't want to come in? Um, So this idea of non-doing of inaction, of letting things happen as they unfold is so different to how we approach most of everything in life. We feel like we need to be type A, that you're supposed to be an extrovert, that you have to do, do, do all the time. And it's no wonder that we're so burnt out as a society. Right? We don't allow ourselves to like step back and feel like, well, what if I just don't do something? Right? Instead of stepping into a fight on social media, right, on Facebook, it's always like best not to look at comments. But every once in a while, something pulls you in. And that's one of those moments where you can say, well, should I just not do? Right? Don't engage with your family about politics. Don't engage with certain groups about you know, controversial things. Sometimes it's better just to like walk away and not be part of it. And that's an action that you can do. There's inaction in action. So our pranayama, our breath control, is allowing for those things to move through our bodies, because breath is energy in our bodies. So where do we want to direct our breath? Where do we want to direct our energy and our focus? Where should we not bother right, to spend our energy? That's the hardest part. We feel like we have to spend it all the time. Where can we conserve a little? Where can we hold back? Okay. All right, so Pratyahara. Here we go with the non-doing again. So Pratyahara is our sensory withdrawal. And I'll also say, feel free to change how you sit throughout the class, uh, throughout the workshop, because I know we're going to be chatting for a little bit. There's a lot of kind of deep material. So if your foot falls asleep, it's okay to move. All right. Okay. so Pratyahara. Our sensory withdrawal. So last week, what we did in our exercises was blindfolding, covering our ears with blankets, and starting to listen into our breath, because we are such an externally stimulated society. We're like uh, the dog in uh, Up, where he's like, "Squirrel, shiny, bing!" Right? We hear things, and and we immediately our attention goes there, and The only way that you can start working toward meditation is you gotta take away the distractions. You gotta take away the things that pull you away from being able to just sit and breathe, from being able to put your breath into one area of focus, bring your attention to one place. And so that sensory withdrawal is so important, and this is where a non-doing comes back in. So I'll read you this passage here. Non-doing is the key to happiness. To become happy, We simply have to stop making ourselves unhappy. Seems so simple on the surface. Aristotle wrote, what we have the power to do, we have the power not to do. We have our scripts for life, and we adhere to them unquestioningly, unquestioningly. I cannot forgive so-and-so, we tell ourselves, even if that means we will be trapped in an unhealthy relationship with this person that extends beyond the grave. And there are so many scripts. As many as the stars in the sky, and none of them are true unless we make them true. We are not practicing yoga to take the edge off, or to loosen up, or to get in shape. We practice yoga to become free. Pratyahara is about becoming free. So I think about these cycles that we tend to put ourselves in. And there's another term in yoga for these cycles, samskaras, which are like habits, cyclical behaviors, habits that we have and they're usually triggered by something. And that trigger might be depending on like the relationship that you have with your family. Somebody says something and it gets right under your skin and you start becoming like the whole Prah! the inner beast has come out, right? And instead of falling for those traps every time, those triggers that put us back into that cycle of behavior, non-doing. Step away. Right? We don't need to fall into the cycle just because we've been doing that cycle for a while. We can break the cycle. And the only way to break these cycles of behaviors and patterns is to recognize when we get triggered, to recognize that when we are in the middle of whatever that behavior is, ooh, this is the nasty part of me coming up. We can't fix a problem. We can't find a solution if we don't identify that there's a problem to begin with and start to identify where along the path that we start to go crazy, right? to go off the path. So Pratyahara says, let's start to take away the distractions. Um, And I'm sorry that we, we missed that on the card. That's why these are handwritten. But I'll give you kind of a definition here if you want to jot it down. Start to turn inward by resisting or withdrawing from negative thoughts or physical distractions. So say that one more time. Start to turn inward by resisting or withdrawing from negative thoughts or physical distractions. Right? And this one's a hard one, because as our yogic path starts to bring us inward, we still get trapped in those cycles. You know, We get triggered still. And it's OK. We don't beat ourselves up about it when we, when we discover that we've now turned into the Hulk. But we can say, I've turned into the Hulk. This is not what I want. I recognize that these are the things that always draw me into these fights or into these internal struggles. And as soon as you can identify where those points are, those distractions, those negative thoughts, how do we eliminate that? How do we withdraw from it? How do we turn it off? Right? So we just need to pinpoint where those places are so that we don't continue to get ripped apart, pulled apart, scattered. Right? We're trying to bring ourselves back in and make ourselves whole again. This is where yoga really helps. Okay. So then dharana. Dharana gets into concentration. Um, And again, we want to be able to have concentration kind of in the way that we are supposed to practice our asana. Firm, yet relaxed. Calm in mind, open of heart. There's concentration where you're strained. Everything feels tight, feels tense. That's one form of concentration. But another definition is deep connection. And that's what we're going to aim for with dharana. So it's not so much, I'm going to be so focused that everything feels tense, that all of my energy is there, but then everything else in your body also becomes tense and stressed out. That's not the concentration that we're looking for. We're looking for some ease in there so that when we start to slide into those other limbs, it's going to start to feel. Effortless. Right? So one way that I've thought about Dorana is um, the first time that I read the Harry Potter series, and this was before I had kids and had other, you know, obligations in life. I was in college when those books came out, and I remember being so into the books that I would forget to eat, right? I'd be like four hours into, and those were big books, right? I was four hours into reading. And I was so immersed in the story. I could see Hogwarts. I could see the characters. They were all starting to bloom in my mind. But my concentration was so focused in there that everything else became, I don't know, it was like I was in another dimension. So we've all experienced some bits of this, whether it was through reading Harry Potter or you're in the middle of a project and you're so into it, you're so deep into it that everything else around becomes fuzzy, blurry, you lose a sense of time, you lose a sense of place, hopefully you go and drink some water and use the bathroom and come back to it, Um, but that's what this is starting to become, that you're in this concentration so deep, feeling so connected with whatever you're working on or thinking about or doing that everything else kind of feels like, like you're out in space like you're isolated, like you're you're floating in your own world. So this is where we're going to start to bring in how we get into deeper meditation. We've done the sensory withdrawal. We start to take away the distractions. And now we're going to put our focus into one place, this deep concentration, this deep connectedness. So we're going to flow today. We're going to do some balancing poses, and we're going to use our drishti, our focal gaze, as our concentration point. And then we'll move into some other practices where we can really start to exercise bits of connection and concentration. Okay? Does that sound good? All right. Let's clear your space. So if you have notebooks, things, just set them to the side. If you have your props, set them to the side. And let's find child's pose any way that you want to set it up. So you could take your knees wide or you could keep your knees together. You could reach your arms forward or reach them back. And even here, in this resting pose, invite what asana is meant to be. Firm yet relaxed. Start to soften your mind. And open your heart. And what that means is to be open to experiencing what you're experiencing. So if you're feeling relaxed with your breath, you should start feeling relaxed in your body. To know where your head is in space, where your hands are in space, where you are on your mat. And start to feel your breath move in and out of the body. Calm inhales. Calm exhales. Relax the mind to a place where you can tell external thoughts. Not now. Go away. I'm in child's pose. I'm breathing. Leave me alone right now. Can you feel that breath move through the entire expanse of your body? So you're feeling your chest come a little closer to the floor and coming back through center. You're feeling your back body puff up with each inhale and then relaxing back to center as you exhale. Can you feel your diaphragm move to make space for the lungs to expand down and then to contract back up? Can you feel the breath move into the sides of your ribs and into the soft tissue on the sides of your body? And even here with your head down and eyes closed, there's still a drishti point. Somewhere between the eyebrows, your third eye perhaps. Or maybe you're still seeing shadows Behind the eyelids, maybe a little flex, maybe like an ambient color. Send your breath into that one point, whatever it is that you see behind your eyelids. Give yourself a few more breaths here. If you have your arms reaching back, go ahead and reach them forward. And we're gonna take your child's pose for twists. So slide your right arm under your left armpit. Keep going until your right ear and your right shoulder can connect into the floor. Feel your breath move into this subtle twist of the upper body. Where can you feel it expand and contract? You still have your gaze fixated on whatever shadow or light or color that's coming through your eyelids take three more breaths here We'll bring the right arm out from underneath, and let's switch sides. Slide your left arm through until your left ear and your left shoulder melt into the floor. And then settle back into the breath. And focus your attention again on whatever light, shadow, color, shape is coming through your eyelids. Take three more breaths here. And then you'll bring your left arm out from underneath. And we'll come up onto hands and knees. Keep your eyes closed. We're going to move through a few rounds of cat-cow from here. So on your inhale, drop your belly, open your chest, lift your gaze. As you exhale, tilt your pelvis down, round into the upper back, let your head drop. And then just move with your breath here. Inhale opens the front line, spread your fingers wide. Exhale empties out as you round in. Feel free to add any other movements that your body might be asking for. So if you're feeling a little tight through the right side, maybe swivel through those right ribs and hang out for a breath or two. If your neck is feeling tight, maybe you take it through some rolls. And just keeping that focus and concentration with your breath. And with the physical sensations that you're experiencing, take two more rounds of breath here. We'll come back to a neutral spine. Keep your fingers spread super wide. Soak everything in your hands down into the floor. Tuck your toes. We're going to lift the knees off the ground just a couple inches so that you're hovering off the floor. Okay. And maybe you open your eyes here and pick a spot just a couple inches in front of your fingers right under your face on the mat. Breathe into that one spot. You're going to feel your body start to shake a little as it starts to figure out how do I stay in this hovering position, but breathe into that one drishti spot, one focal gaze that you've picked. Can you continue to feel firm in your body yet relaxed maybe in your jaw, your face, your shoulders, keep your breath relaxed? How do you calm your mind when you're in a position that is starting to Add a little stress to your body. Take one more breath here. Set the knees down, come back to child's pose. Press your hips all the way back toward the heels. Maybe you flip your palms here, get a little opening through the shoulders and relax the elbows into the floor. Take your knees as wide as you need. Let your belly hang between the thighs. Bring your breath back to regulation if it was starting to feel a little strained, a little labored. And we'll take two more inhales here. Let's come back to hands and knees. Make sure that your hands are under your shoulders, that your knees are underneath your hips, that your back is nice and flat and long. Keep the top of the head reaching forward and your tailbone reaching behind you. You're going to float your right arm forward like you're shaking somebody's hand. Feel the weight transfer into your left hand here to keep you balanced. Hug your belly in toward your spine. Keep your eyes in one spot. Now we're going to start to add your left leg, extend it straight behind you, flex the foot like you're trying to leave a footprint on the wall back there. Where is your point of focus and concentration? Breathe into that one spot. Invite firmness, yet relaxation, into your pose. Two more breaths here. Good. keep spreading those left fingers wide. Take one more inhale, really find that reach from fingers to heel, and then on the exhale, we're gonna to start to curl in. Bring your right elbow towards your left knee, round into your belly. Inhale, extend long again, take your time. Exhale, curl in, and your drishti moves with you, so it's challenging the balance a little more inhale extend last time exhale curl in inhale extend we'll balance here for two more breaths spread those left fingers wide feel that right hip continue to hover over your knee one more breath in good gently release your right hand and your left knee Take a couple cat cows here, so moving through the spine again, opening on those inhales, rounding in, exhale. We'll come back to your neutral spine, lengthen the top of the head forward, tailbone behind you, flat through the back. Pick one spot for your eyes. Breathe into that one spot. Start to float your left arm forward like you're shaking somebody's hand. Feel the entire right palm pressing into the floor, knuckles of your right hand, the webbing between your right fingers soaking into the floor. Now start to add your right leg back behind you. Find your balance. Hug the belly in toward the spine. Feel how your body wobbles a little bit as it tries to figure out how to stay here. We'll take two more inhales. Lengthen from your fingertips to your heel. One more full round of breath. Good, take an inhale, lengthen. Exhale, we'll start to curl in. Elbow toward knee. Inhale, find your extension exhale bring it all the way back in inhale take it long last time exhale curl in find your balance one more time long fingers to heal notice where your body is trying to tense up and strain to stay in this extended balance we'll take one more breath here Relax your hand down, relax your knee. Take a couple cat-cows, move through your spine. If you feel like you need to stretch through the wrist, you might even change the positioning of the hands as you work through your cat-cow. And whenever you're ready, we'll come up into downward-facing dots. Spread the fingers wide. Tuck your toes. Lift the hips up and behind you. If you're feeling tight through the backs of the legs, go ahead and pedal out your feet. Move through the knees. Spread those fingers wide. Pick a spot on the back wall behind you. That's where your drishti point is now something beyond between your legs, all the way back there. Send your breath there. Send your focus and attention there. Let your head fully relax. Shake your head no. Nod your head yes. If you tend to hold your tension in your jaw, open and close your mouth a few times. Maybe move your jaw side to side. We'll take another breath in here. Good. now inhale your right heel high, three-legged dog. Step this right foot forward between your hands. We're gonna bring your back knee down, so if it's feeling like you've got a bony knee and you want a little cushion, here's a great place for your blanket. Point your back toes behind. Hands on top of your thigh, We're gonna ch- open your chest. And just take a moment and find your balance here. If you're feeling super wobbly, move your right foot to the right so that you're in a little wider of a stance. Feel for your knee to be supported by your ankle. Soften the shoulders from your ears. Pick one spot, maybe on the floor, maybe on the wall in front of you. Let all of your focus and attention go there. maybe you want to add a little more challenge to your balance and float your arms up to the sky keep your eyes in that one spot breathe into it can you be firm yet relaxed in your body is your mind calm and your heart open two more breaths here one more inhale okay we're going to cactus out your elbows from here take them wide We're going to move your drishti to a spot on the ceiling. Soften your shoulders. Stay balanced in your legs. You might feel a little shaking in the legs. Breathe into it. Two more breaths. One more inhale. Good. Inhale. Reach your arms all the way back up. Exhale. Float your hands down. We're gonna pick up your back knee. Step your right foot to the back of your mat. Come straight to downward facing dog. We'll skip vinyasas today. Feel the soak of your hands into the floor. Pick that one spot behind you. Let your eyes rest there. Where can you relax? In the face. The jaw, the head, the neck, even the backs of your legs. What if you soften your calves here? Does that allow you to anchor a little more into your heels and your feet? One more breath in. Inhale your left heel high. Step this foot all the way between your hands, and we'll bring your back knee down again. If you want that blanket, feel free to add it under the knee. Hands on top of your left thigh, press your chest open. Now wherever your left knee ended up, move your foot to support that knee. Pick one spot for your eyes, maybe on the floor, maybe across from you. Soften your shoulders back behind. Good. Root into that left big toe mount. And then feel balance into that right knee. Keeping your eyes in that one spot, float your arms up to the sky. Is your breath still relaxed is it still moving freely through your body two more breaths in soften the shoulders one more inhale good cactus out your elbows get broad across the chest now move your drishti somewhere up toward the ceiling Are you noticing strains starting to grow? Maybe those shoulders are creeping up towards your ears. Drop them from the ears. Yeah. Stay firm where you need it, in the legs, in the front line of the body. Good. Last breath here. Inhale, reach your arms all the way back up. Exhale, hands to the floor. Pick up your right knee. Step your left foot back straight into downward-facing dog. Lift the hips. From here, you're going to step your feet as wide as your mat and then walk your hands back however much you need so that the palms still stay flat into the floor. So we're like in a short, wide-legged down dog. Good. Keep your left hand on the ground. Reach your right hand for your left leg. So it might be at the ankle, it might be on the calf, it might be on the thigh. Good. Now look under your left armpit and pick a spot. Let your eyes rest there. So we're moving into our twist, moving our drishti to another spot. And we still need to figure out this balance now. We're in our little three limbs here. We don't have that fourth limb to help you. Two deep inhales here. One more breath. Good. Release your right hand back to the floor. Let's switch sides. Left hand is going to grab onto somewhere along your right leg. Bringing you into your twist. Head is relaxed, look under your right armpit. Breathe into that one spot. Two more breaths here. Press into that right hand, shift a little more weight into your legs. One last inhale. Good, bring your left hand back to the floor. Bring your feet back to hips with distance, walk your hands back forward into classic down dog. Two breaths. One more inhale. Okay. Now walk your feet all the way to the front of your mat till you're in a forward fold. Soften your knees. We'll grab opposite elbows here. Sway side to side, like a pendulum in a grandfather clock. Make them slow, make them big. You can feel everything in your spine open and stretch as you let gravity pull you down. Now, keeping your upper body still, sway your hips side to side. You'll start to feel some stretch on either outer edge of your legs. Release your hands down to the floor. Inhale, we'll take a half lift. Hands to your shins, heart forward. Now your drishti is somewhere in front of you on the floor. Take another breath here. Exhale, fold down. Let's do that two more times. Inhale, hands to shins, lengthen. Exhale, fold. One more time. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, fold. Inhale, we're going to rise all the way up to stand. Arms to the sky. Move your eyes up toward the ceiling. And then hands into heart center, samasitihi. Close your eyes for a moment. Spread all 10 toes nice and wide. Now feel where the weight is in your feet. Are you leaning into your toes and rocking forward? If so, bring it back so that it's balanced into the heel. Do you feel your body swaying back behind you, more weight in the heels? If that's the case for you, bring it back forward a little. You want to be able to feel both sides of your feet equally. So the pinky side, the big toe side. Soften your shoulders. Flutter your eyes open. Okay. I want you to shift your weight into your right leg. You start to pick up your left knee, but keep your eyes glued in one spot. So your left knee up toward your chest. So you're gonna feel your right foot do some work here. Here's where drishti can be really helpful. Glue your eyes in one spot. Hug into your center line. Feel that lift all the way to the crown of your head. Soften your shoulders. Take two more breaths here. One more inhale we're going to challenge the balance here open your knee to the left keep your eyes glued in one spot feel how your body needs to adjust to having a leg out to the side you want to challenge this balance even more turn your head over your right shoulder and pick a spot on the right wall breathe there one more inhale We'll gently bring everything back through center. Take one more breath in. Set your left foot down. Pedal out your feet. Make sure your feet are feeling comfortable. And when you're ready, we'll shift the weight into your left foot. And we'll pick up your right knee. And We'll find your balance there. Use wherever you're setting your eyes for balance, for mental stability. See if you can bring a little bit of pratyahara into place, sensory withdrawal. So then I know somebody near you might be wobbling. Can you be- let that become kind of just fuzzy background, where it no longer becomes a distraction? Maybe you have thoughts that are trying to pull you away. You can tell those to shush. Maybe this pose brings a lot of frustration and anxiety. Breathe a little deeper. Calm the mind. We're going to open this knee out to the right. Feel the shift of weight in your left standing leg. Keep your eyes in one spot. If you want to challenge this more, maybe turning the head over to the left, moving your drishti point keep your breath moving where else can you relax shoulders jaw one more breath here bring everything back through Center and then we'll gently release your right foot to the floor shift your weight back into your right foot we're gonna lift your left knee back up in towards your chest keep your eyes glued in one spot Find that relaxation everywhere else that you can. Take one more inhale here. Slower than you want to. We're going to take your left leg all the way to the back of the mat till you're in a lunge. Bend into that right knee. Touch down the left toes behind you. Once you get your feet on the ground, make some adjustments. You might need to wiggle that right foot to the right a little so that you feel like you're not going to fall. Keep your eyes in that one spot and we'll float the arms to the sky. Relax the shoulders down. Three breaths here. Can you feel where all of your body parts are? Where are your elbows in comparison to your shoulders? Where are your fingers? Where is your right knee floating in space? Where is your left knee floating in space? Take another breath here. Good. Cactus out your elbows. Move your drishti up toward the ceiling and challenging the balance here by moving where your eyes are soften the shoulders breathe in breathe out take one more inhale inhale take your arms all the way back up okay we're going to twist this so your right arm's going to go behind you and your left arm forward pick a spot for your eyes Maybe on the side wall, or maybe you keep it on your left fingers. Maybe you want to look all the way back at your right thumb behind you. Wherever you decide to look, use that to help you stay balanced, to keep your mind from wandering. Firm yet relaxed. Two more breaths in. One more inhale. We're going to reverse this. So, your right hand's going to touch your back thigh and you're going to take your left arm up to the sky. Maybe your drishti moves up toward the ceiling. Maybe you want to keep it down on the floor. Breathe into this left side body. Take two more breaths in. One more inhale. Good. Inhale, bring everything back through center, arms to the sky. Exhale, let's float the hands to the floor. Step your right leg back, come into downward-facing dog. Take some movement here as you need, pedaling out the feet, shaking the head. Two more breaths here. One more inhale. step your feet forward to the top of your mat inhale take a half lift exhale fold inhale rise up to stand arms to the sky look up exhale hands in a heart center samasthiti shift your weight into your left leg lift your right knee up into your chest Send your focus into one spot for your eyes let's take one more breath here slower than you want to you take your right leg to the back of the mat coming into your lunge feel your how your body needs to shift to do this in as controlled of a manner as possible okay. once you get your feet down adjust left foot to the left right foot to the right and we'll float the arms to the sky okay. as you bend into your front knee Feel for where this knee is in space. Just make sure that your ankle is there to support it. Soften your shoulders. Two breaths in. One more inhale. Cactus out your elbows. Broaden across the chest. Lift your gaze up toward the ceiling. Breathe into your legs last breath in inhale reach the arms all the way back up stay here for your exhale take another inhale we're gonna twist open to the left so left arm behind you right arm forward pick one spot for your eyes relax the face the jaw the shoulders take another inhale We're going to reverse this. Left hand touches your back thigh. Right arm's going to reach up toward the ceiling. Good. As you open this entire right line of the body, where's your focus now? Where's your breath moving you? Last inhale. Inhale, bring your arms back up. Exhale, float the hands down. Step your left foot back. Downward-facing dog. Take some gentle movement as you need it. Take three deep breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. Inhale your right heel high. Let's step this foot to the outside of your right hand. You might need to heel toe this right foot out to the right a little. Give yourself some space. Go ahead and set your back knee down, and back toes will point behind. If this feels like a lot in your hips already, just stay on your hands. Pick one spot for your eyes and breathe. If you've got a little bit more room to move, you might start to come down onto forearms. You might stack your fists and bring your forehead down. Find something that works for you that moves you into that right hip space. And your gaze might be inward now. You might be closing your eyes again. Can you keep your breath moving freely? and in a relaxed manner. If you're in the tight hip camp, breathe a little deeper and a little slower and see if you can coax that right hip to relax a little bit more. That might help your mind from screaming and running away. If you feel like you're too deep into it, back it off a little. Two more breaths in. One more inhale. Come back onto the hands. Pick up your back knee. Step your left foot behind you. Downward facing dog from here. And then walk your hands all the way to the back of the mat till you're in a forward fold. We're gonna keep your left fingertips on the floor. Soften your left knee. Inhale your right arm up to the sky. lift your right hip up and behind two deep breaths in one more inhale gently release your right hand down let's go to the other side you'll stay on your right fingertips soft bend of your right knee open your left arm up send your left hip up and behind breathe into the hips and the legs more breaths last inhale release your left hand down let's walk the hands back forward into your downward facing dog from here inhale your left heel high and we'll step this foot to the outside of your left hand Scoot it out to the left a little more, however much space you need, and we'll bring your back knee down. You decide how low you need to go, maybe coming onto forearms. We have props nearby. If you want a little height, you could always put your arms onto the bolster or on a blanket. Take notice of your breath here. And our bodies are not perfectly symmetrical, so one side might feel tighter or more open than the other. And just work with what you have. Okay, two more breaths in. One more inhale. come back onto the hands pick up your back knee step your left foot to the back of the mat and again we'll come into a forward fold so walk your hands all the way to the back this time you'll take a nice deep bend through both knees and we're going to take the hands behind to lace at the low back drive your knuckles away open your chest inhale exhale you'll deepen into your fold Your belly might actually be resting on top of your thighs. You might add a little bit of movement side to side, whatever feels better for you here. And release the hands down. Walk your hands back for downward facing dog. And then set the knees down, child's pose. Sit onto your heels. I'll read you a passage here about dharana. This is fixing the consciousness at one point or region is concentration, so putting all of your focus into one place. We learn to bring our attention to one point, and we train our minds to stay there. The point of concentration can be external, as in asana, or it can be internal, as in meditation. On the mat, we experience dharana quite often, during those moments when we lose track of time, when our minds become so absorbed in the physical experience of a posture that we are no longer connected to everyday concerns. In dharana, The past and the future have dissolved and we are simply existing in the now. Just like I got completely absorbed into reading Harry Potter, or you get completely absorbed into working on a project, whatever that is that's a passion for you, a place of learning, of exploration, everything else starts to fade into the background. It's not strained concentration, but it's connectedness into whatever you're doing. Full immersion into whatever you're doing. Give yourself three more breaths here. Two more breaths. One more inhale. Start to press yourself up to a seat, and let's get comfortable and find your tea light. So hopefully these lighters I brought from home work, otherwise we might be sharing. This is probably the one that doesn't work, of course. All right, so I'm gonna pass this around. You're gonna keep the tea light in front of you. Did you grab a tea light? I will grab you one. Anybody else need one? There you go. We're going to use this as an exercise of being able to focus our minds in one spot. Let's see, maybe this will work. Is that enough of the glow? Do it, do it, do it. It's gone. Let's go. Like a little baby flame there we go. enough to get it going oh let's get it maybe you can share share some fire right, I'm gonna have you make friends I'll hand this off to you you can get start to get in that back row Woo. all right As you guys are doing that, let me read you another passage here. So, yogis in India stare at the sun when it's first setting or rising only. It's not harmful to the eyes then. They hold the image of the sun in their mind's eye for practice of meditation. Once the form is established in the consciousness, the eyes are closed and the mental image of the flame or the holy figure is retained and transposed into our mind's eye. Is that one dying on you? <laughs> yeah, it's see if you can bum a light from somebody near you. Let's see if we can get you guys. All right, cool. All right, so you're gonna keep this tea light somewhere where your natural gaze is. So don't put it so far that you have to like lift your head and you don't want it like straight down. And then we're going to find a really nice, tall seat. So you might use this bolster to get a little lift of your hips and allow the knees to drop forward. Start to relax through the shoulders. So again, our asana here, our seated posture, firm yet relaxed. Calm of the mind, open of heart. Start to bring all of your attention to your light here. And it might waver a little, right? We have a little bit of breeze from the heaters. So it might flicker, might move a little bit. Soften your eyes. Regulate your breath. In through your nose, out the nose. And we're going to stay here for a few minutes. And what you might find as we do this exercise is that the body might start to lose some of the form. You might start to feel a little slumping in the shoulders, and that's okay. We just try to come back into it. You might find that at some point you've accidentally held your breath, and that's okay. You just try to come back to a natural inhale and a natural exhale, and then come back to that regulated, even inhale and exhale. You might start to feel something in the hips. right? If you start to feel uncomfortable, this time around, instead of kind of fidgeting and moving around, see if you can just readjust in a subtle way, come back to stillness in the body. But we want this light, kind of like the yogi staring at the sun. We have a little bit of sun here. Start to take this image of the light to the back of your brain. Let it burn in there for a moment. Now, gently close your eyes, and can you still see the flame? Continue your slow, regulated breathing here. let's gently flutter the eyes open. Go ahead and blow out your flame. So Sometimes we can use a physical image, a physical thing that we can set our focus on, our concentration on. Um, so these types of breathing exercises that start to tap into the other elements of meditation as we get a little deeper and deeper, this can be really helpful for when you're feeling very scattered. Um, when you're newer to this, though, it, there are probably moments that you felt, Ugh, like icky inside. I think there was a moment for me that I was like, things are starting to grow. Like the light was starting to make weird shapes, right? And, and then I started to feel like, okay, like my breathing's getting weird and I, I felt myself tipping, right? So, whatever those kind of physical things that happen, we just notice them. We don't have to judge them or analyze them. We just go, oh, okay. I'm gonna resituate myself. I'm gonna bring my focus back to whatever that thing is, and then come back into that slow, regulated breath. And then I was able to tap into that calmness instead of letting the extra thoughts and the extra physical distractions start to pull me away. So you can definitely do this at home, right? As kind of a an entry level way of getting into meditation. One thing to focus your breath on. Make sure that you're nice and comfortable to begin with. So last week what we talked about to start getting into pratyahara, that sensory withdrawal, is to exercise saucha, which is one of our niyamas, and that's cleanliness. Right? So if you want to start a meditation practice at home, first thing you need to do is clear some space. Right. Enough that you can set whatever you're going to sit down on. Make sure that your dog is in the other room or happily playing in the backyard, right? Sweep the floors a little. If you tend to get really, oh man, is that dust bunny under there? Like if you get really distracted by those types of things, clear the floor a little. Turn off your ringer. Don't do your laundry where the beep of the dryer might pull you away. So set up your space in a way that you're setting yourself up for success. And then if it helps to have a little light, a picture, or something physical to bring you into that pointed concentration, then use that. Eventually, as we're exercising our brain power of how to concentrate, it should start to feel a little less work, where you don't have to go through this big, I need to prepare my meditation space and light the incense and have soft music. You don't feel like you have to do all these hoops that you have to jump through just to be able to sit and breathe and be still. You can start to go, okay, I've done this like 50 times now. I'm starting to get it. Comfortable seat, quiet, take away the distractions, sit and breathe. And that's where we'll start to get into the other um, limbs because meditation is concentration that feels effortless where we no longer need little tools all the time, little tricks to, to bring our mind into that space. All right, so how are we feeling sitting? Do you guys need to move... Legs around, feel free. We're gonna readjust for a moment and we're gonna come into a different meditation, um, shamatha meditation. And I like this one because it brings you very focused to the breath, so you still have something to kind of anchor into. It's not just like close your eyes and breathe and wish for the best. Uh, so shamatha meditation is calm abiding breath, calm abiding meditation. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna just count your inhales with your eyes closed, and if it helps to kind of burn an image in your eye first. But count your inhales, count your exhales. Eventually you'll stop counting and you'll just feel your breath expand and contract. And that's all we have to put our focus on. Don't worry about anything else. We're just working on breath and we'll do that for a couple minutes. So make sure that you're comfortable first. I'm gonna turn the lights down. If you need to adjust your legs, Um, let me also talk about your seat in meditation. We always think of like lotus pose as being the only way you can sit and meditate, and that's not true at all. You do want a little lift of the hips. You might come into more of like one leg up and one leg tucked under, right? If you tend to have like your feet fall asleep this way, maybe it's like this and just relax the arms. Your hands don't have to be any kind of special. Anything. They might just be on the legs. You might come into a full kneeling, sit down onto a block, a cushion, something like this. This feels better for some people. They even make um, meditation stools that bring you up really high, like this, so that you're lifted a little more. So find something that works for you, whether you want to be in a kneeling posture, If you want to be cross-legged, if you want to just have one leg cross, you know, whatever you're in, just make sure that it feels right and that you can sustain that seat for a couple minutes at a time. All right. So let's close our eyes, get yourself settled in. Draw your shoulders back and behind, and maybe you have that image of the flame still behind your eyelids. Maybe you can conjure up a flame behind your eyelids. Let's first take a cleansing breath, in through your nose, out your mouth. Let's do that two more times. One more time. Good, now seal the lips, and we'll breathe in and out of the nose. You might count your Inhale to a count of four. Whatever number you get to, match your exhale. You might make your next inhale to a count of five. And I'd say for most people, a comfortable count is somewhere around five to seven. We're gonna give this a couple minutes as well. So again, if you feel like your foot's starting to fall asleep or something else is trying to pull you away, instead of trying to fidget, see if you can just readjust subtly and come back to the breath. Start to flutter your eyes open here. Okay. So just reflect back on what you just experienced. I mean, we were only in this, say, like three minutes. So again, imagine the people who go to meditation retreats and do this for three hours. Right? Being able to anchor yourself in something is such a Great introductory way to start to come into meditation. Right. Did you feel your mind want to pull away or were you able to start tapping into kind of that calm, quiet? And then even in that space of calm, quiet, did your mind still try to fill the void that you just created with all the other kind of junk thoughts that come in? It's normal, right? It's normal. So this is a practice that takes a lot of training to get your mind to a place where it doesn't automatically revert back to what it used to do which is try to busy itself try to do something you know if you felt like even your your breath felt labored that was probably your mind going we aren't breathing hard enough let's breathe harder like let's really do this breath thing soften <laughs> Soften. This whole practice is about softening and taking away all the hard external things that we put around ourselves to protect ourselves from feeling what's happening inside and as this practice takes away all the external then you start to feel kind of vulnerable You've never felt so naked before. I have to feel my feelings. I have to feel my breath It's a little scary at first and so we have to train ourselves on how do we manage The mental games that happen. How do we manage all the yuck that starts to get unfurled and upheavaled? I don't know if that's a verb, but you know, taken out of the places that they were hiding and suddenly they're right there for you to have to face. All right. Any questions? They might pop up later and that's okay. All right. Let's get you down into Shavasana. Best part of yoga, right? For some people, shavasana is their least favorite thing. Because again, your mind wants to do stuff, and the teacher goes, no, you're just going to lie down (laughs) and be relaxed. So we have props nearby. If you want a little lift of your spine, maybe you take your bolster and you roll yourself down onto it so that you get a little support underneath you. We also have blankets here. I know it's a little chilly in the room, so feel free to use the blanket as a proper blanket. And then take up some space, so let your feet flop open. You don't have to hold your legs anymore. Take them as wide as your mat. You don't have to be a corpse in in a very bound way. Let the backs of your shoulders flatten down into the floor. Turn your palms up toward the ceiling so you get a little bit of rotation through those shoulders and your chest is nice and open up to the ceiling. Let your eyelids get heavy. We are no longer in our concentration mode, so whatever you see behind your eyelids, let it get fuzzy. Let it start to blur. Let it start to distort and melt into all the other colors and light and shadow that you might see. Allow your breath to fully expand in your body, front body, back body, sides. Feel the weight of your bones being drawn down to the floor with gravity. Start to get pulled down a little closer and closer to the center of the earth, letting go of all effort in your physical body, effort in your mental capacity. We'll be here for the next few minutes with no other obligations than to lie here and breathe. How do we surrender to our resistance to life and soften into the now? Start to deepen your breath here. Invite small movements into your fingers and your toes. Circle your wrists and your ankles. Reach your arms overhead, take a full body stretch. Yawn, move your jaw around. Let's draw the knees into the chest and roll over to your right, coming into fetal position. Give yourself a few breaths on your side. Keeping your eyes closed or soft, start to press up to a comfortable seat. We'll bring the palms together at heart center. And let's seal our practice with a single ohm. First we'll take a full breath in sigh it out <sighs> inhale the <to> chant <sighs> oh Thank you all so much for being here. I'm Terry. Let me know if you have any questions. These cards are yours to keep. Um, Hold on to it if you're coming back for the other sessions so that you can continue to um, use them as reference. And yeah, I'll be, yes. Yes, I would like those back. You can just put everything, uh, lighters and the tea lights back at the table. Um, If you want to get on my email list so that you can see when the podcast is up with these recordings, come find me outside. All right. Take your time cleaning up your space. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Finding Drishti podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about me or my teaching schedule in Austin, Texas, please visit FindingDrishti.com.